Well, welcome back to the podcast. This is take number two of this intro because the our last intro involved me trying to convince Emily that we should do a sung introduction song. <laughs> and you slightly vetoed it. And then I slightly insulted you for saying that you had a bad night's sleep. And so here we are. Real life take number two. Em, welcome to the podcast. Lovely to have you back. Thank you very much, Alice. Lovely to be back. It's been a while since we've done one of these behind the scenes episodes. For anyone that needs a bit of context, uh, Emily, Em, who you can hear, is a brilliant team member of mine. Team member sounds weird. Teammate. (laughs) She's my teammate. Emily edits all of these podcast episodes, helps a lot with kind of admin stuff behind the scenes. It's very good at asking me, Alice, can we actually logistically do that? Does that make sense? Can we actually make that happen? Uh, So she is to credit for a lot of the things that you see, but you don't always see her face next to it. So here she is. And a lot of things you don't see as well. Yes. Basically just a lot of things that happen. Have you involved in them? And you've been in the business for what, two and a half years now? Yeah, such a long time. I thought that the other day. I was like, if it's nearly the end of the year... Oh, actually, I always think we started working together in March, but it wasn't. It was May. Oh, it was just before the retreat, wasn't it? Yeah, which was May, wasn't uh, it? Or was it I always confuse March and May because they're both M's. It's kind of the same month to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in my head, I just round up and I'm like, oh, I've worked for Alice for three <laughs> years. That's a long time. I'm such an exaggerator. I'm awful. If I'm like eight months away from something, I'll be like, yeah, it's a whole nother year. And I'm like, is it though? Because you're actually closer to the other marker. But yeah, I always round things up, but I say it as like when I'm speaking to someone, I'm like, well, rounding up, it would be blah, blah, blah. Hey, that's good. So you're honest about your dishonesty. I let them know that I'm massively rounding Nice. Up. <laughs> we love a bit of exaggeration. Well, it's nice to have you back. We like to do these behind the scenes episodes every now and then to let people in on what's going on in the business. It's always nice for me to sit and chat to someone else as opposed to kind of sitting and spiraling. So I thought today we could have a chat about launch. I think quite a few of the behind the scenes episodes we've done previously have been about how launches have gone, what they've looked like behind the scenes, how we've approached them, how we're feeling about them. And this most recent launch has definitely been full of twists and turns and learnings and highs and lows. Um, And actually, a lot of those I haven't actually spoken to you about. Um, This is honestly the first time we have caught up since launch. So I thought, why not make this conversation public and share it with everyone else in the hope that it maybe shares some learnings that other people can take on? I mean, I feel like stuff like this, I'm just nosy and I always want to know what other people are thinking and feeling. So let's get into some launch chat. I guess it would help to start off with some context of like our previous launches and kind of what's gone before. I would say, Em, ignoring slightly the last six months, we're quite a launch heavy and launch proficient business. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I'd say we we do launches well. We know how to do them. They're generally by our measures of success. And they're often a big part of the business, ignoring the last six months. Yeah. And I think as well, people might be surprised to, well, we do plan a lot in advance, but also we do change things quite frequently. Like it's quite flexible, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Like you'll be, you'll say, actually, I want to do this thing and I'm just going to move that other thing along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't, we have a rough outline of like the next few months, but it generally, unless it's the next launch, we don't have much detail. Yeah. Which I think is a pro and a con. I think as I'll talk about within this episode, sometimes that means I don't prep enough in advance. And then that 
damages the launch. But I think most of the time that allows the business to be at its best because we're quite flexible and intuitive and reactive. And then, and also that you're doing things that you enjoy. Yes. And actually our first launch, I would say it's one of the most successful launches we've ever had was in September. Was it September? Later on, maybe like December 2019, when we launched the first ever group program. And we'd never launched before. And I think it sold out like 50 spaces in a week, week and a bit. Yeah. I think that was, I think that might be the most fun. I think, I think I look back on that one with the fondest memory. Mm. I wonder if it was because the first as well, it was also new and exciting. And also I do think it was quite an easy launch because I'd never launched anything like that before. So there was quite a lot of people, I think, ready and waiting for it. And also where the industry was at was so different. It wasn't a common thing for people to have group programs and courses. So I think it took up quite a lot of space without us having to do a huge amount of work. I mean, it's still launched very strategically from a marketing perspective, but I do think that launch carried a lot of ease because of the time and the circumstance, as well as the work that we did. But I don't think it was just us that made it feel that way. So since that first launch, we've done a lot of launches, group programs, retreats, courses, products. But like I was kind of alluding to, I feel like the last year has looked a little bit different, maybe not externally, but definitely has felt different internally in terms of launches. And I would pin it all back to the launch that we did this time last year, September Mm -hmm. 2020. You can share your experience of it as well, Em. I would say it's the biggest launch we'd ever pushed for. It was the first time doing a free challenge. It was the first time we did Facebook and Instagram ads. It was big energy, big hype, a lot of content, a lot of work. And I think for both of us contained some real challenges and learning curves. Would you agree with that? Oh, massively. How is it from your perspective? I think that when we had planned everything out, it was all great. Like, I think we're really good at working through things methodically and making, well, basically a strategy. And I think between you and I, we're both really good at knowing who needs to do what, what needs to happen in what order. Mm. And that is definitely like a strength that you and I both share. What happened alongside that launch, and this isn't to take away from it, it was really successful. What happened alongside that was that the influx of people, mm-hmm. I think, come into the business. I'm not sure if we at that point had the infrastructure yeah. to facilitate everything. So all these people were joining the Facebook um, challenge, which was amazing. But it was sort of almost processing all of them was probably a bigger time challenge than we had anticipated Mm. and alongside that so I worked for Alice uh two days a week at that time alongside that so I do other freelance work in the three days I was also having the busiest month that I've ever had so all these things were just accumulating and you had other things going on at the time as well And it all just kind of came to a head and was quite a stressful time, wasn't it? It was a lot. And I think from both of our sides, yeah, there was different kind of things that play alongside how just full on it was for the business itself. It's funny, I've, you know, 
kick myself looking back. So I just think I speak so much to clients about, sure, you're figuring out the marketing strategy and the, you know, launch strategy, but actually have you got the infrastructure in place to handle what it is that you're pushing for? And I mean, it's the classic thing, so hard to do for yourself what you do for others. And it, it didn't feel urgent. I think we had to learn that lesson the hard way. And now it's something that we're, I don't think, perfect at. I think the internals of the business to me, always feel like the area that I could and should be doing more work on, but definitely a lesson that we took from that. And I guess from my perspective, one of the biggest things that made that launch challenging was that it was the first time that the trolls had showed up. And it was that first experience I had of whatever you want to call it, online bullying. And although, like you said, the launch was a massive success, we sold an incredible amount of spaces, it, you know, and it's not actually about how many spaces we sell to me. It's about what impact, whatever it is that we were launching had. And it did have an incredible impact, that program. But I think both of our conclusions from it was very mixed in terms of how did that go, even though from a numerical perspective or externally, yeah. it looked like it was a real success. I think pushing for something so big and there being other factors that made it challenging meant that there are a lot of lessons that came from that. And I do think, at least I can speak for myself here, that that launch slightly scarred me. I was like, bloody hell, I don't know that I'm desperate to do that again. I wouldn't want to repeat that experience mm. just because we were both felt under such pressure and it really took its toll on both of us. Yeah, and even looking back, like I, I moved out from my family house into a house on my own and a week later stepped into this massive launch. You know, we were heading back into another lockdown. There were so many factors that I think we, not, some of them we could have planned for, some of them we we didn't know were going to come, which just made that launch, yeah, a very full on one. And I think off the back of that, I was then very much right. I'm pretty happy to kind of retreat back a little bit launch wise, you know, I'm not desperate for a really launch heavy model in this business. I'm, I really love my one-to-one. -one. It doesn't take launching it all, you know, it sells itself. Let's just kind of stick with that and do some little launches. Now, as much as I say, stick with that and do little launches since then, we have done a fair few still big launches because we launched the AB method. But again, that didn't feel, I think there's something different about selling, launching those products than like selling a group program or a course. But we've also opened doors to Onnit quite a few different times. I launched the Launch Ready course with Chloe. I opened the first round of foundations first. So, I mean, we have done launches, but I think nothing to that scale and nothing to that level of kind of elements involved. Every launch since yeah. has felt a lot simpler and kind of a lot less pressure as well, I think, because of the nature of what we've been launching. And then that brings us to this September, a year on. And I think I was beginning to feel definitely with kind of the like trolling and bullying situation, like a lot better. Uh, or I feel like I'm a lot better now at handling that and it doesn't get to me in the way that it used to. And I think for the business as well, I realize, okay, we're kind of at a place where I think we are ready to push. As much as it has been a full on year, I don't feel that I've really pushed the business massively to its limits I don't know if you would agree with that Emma I think there has been a lot going on but it hasn't felt I think that the last 12 months has been a lot more from my perspective sustainable mm. it hasn't been a crazy whirlwind which suits me but it's not my business so I don't know how that sits for you but I think it's nice that you prioritize 
your life outside your business more Mm. and it's not all or nothing. I think if that launch hadn't had so many challenges, I would have probably just kept going with that because also that's what all of the external messaging is. It's like, right, keep pushing, keep going for the next thing. And I see a lot of brilliant people around me and I don't, just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not for them, but people having these very launch reliant businesses and, you know, to an extent, our, our business is launch reliant, but it's not, you know, the primary income is through one-to-one work and consultancy. And I look at people where everything is reliant on these launches and that's just not something that I want. But I think it's it was something that I was chasing because I felt like I should, or that was just what made sense for a business like mine. Like, that's what you go and do. It's all programs and courses. It's all scalable. It's all launch-based and actually experiencing a launch like that, I think, taught me a lot about what I did and didn't want for the business. And you're right, the last year, I think, has felt the most impactful, the most sustainable and the most joyful as well the business has ever been. Like, I feel in the best place as a business owner and actually not massively pushing the business, I think, has been the most successful thing we could have done. But it definitely begun to feel as we approached the middle of this year of like, okay, I'm kind of ready for ready for another season of push and I'm kind of interested to see how it feels to maybe step a little bit more I'll kind of back into that arena. So that brings us to this most recent launch, which was of Foundations First. So that's kind of what I see now as like my signature group program, business and marketing strategy for service-based businesses. I did round one of it earlier this year and just knew based off of how it felt to deliver, based off of the feedback, like this is, I think the best fit for the business that I've ever had in a group program, like just the the feedback that it got, the impact that it had is just not something I'd seen before with the group programs I'd hosted previously. Um, So I kind of knew, right, this is definitely a fit, you know, let's for round two, really, really push it. So basically duplicated the big launch that we had last year, was gonna do a challenge, was gonna do Facebook ads, make, you know, a lot of noise, a lot of hype. And what's interesting is that before August, I actually made the decision to scale it back. And that's maybe what you're referencing earlier, Em, of like, I do change the plan sometimes a little bit last minute. (laughs) Because there was something about it that just felt a bit off. And I don't know how much of that was a bit of fear, you know, kind of past trauma, maybe, knowing that when I did a launch like that, it was really hard emotionally and kind of not wanting to completely step back into that madness. But I think also part of it was strategic of thinking, well, if we completely replicate what we've done before and we get the same result, that just tells us the same lesson that we got this time last year, that that works, but it's quite full on. And actually, if we don't change anything, we're not necessarily going to take any valuable learnings from it. So I made the call to remove the Facebook ads and go, right, I just want to launch this internally in an organic way. I want to see how a challenge works without Facebook ads involved, how much they had a role to play in the madness and the success and kind of see what learnings to take from that. And I don't know if this feels the same to you, Em, but I felt this launch was quite a different strategy to any launch strategy I've had before where it was pretty relaxed and wasn't massively driven by hype and kind of the building of big energy. Did that feel the same way to you? Yeah, absolutely. Because we had a conversation um, early September when you just come back and we said, okay, so we've done it one way. Well, why don't we try it this way? 
But how do you feel? I guess the big question is, we got a different result Mm. because we took a different approach. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about that contrast? It's an interesting one where I guess it's what almost what are you willing to put in to yeah. get what you want out? Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that you don't get like minimal effort doesn't mean maximum result. Yeah. It's a shame that's not how life I works. mean, I'd love to sit here and say, yeah, we doubled numbers from the last launch, yet the launch was less intense. I shared less content. I created less hype. Like I was slightly hopeful or optimistic that that would be a conclusion, but it makes total sense to me. Like I understand marketing strategy and I think an approach that does create less noise and less hype is naturally going to have a lower response to it. But does that mean that's a, a bad thing or wrong? I'm not sure. Yeah, because we are both sitting here smiling and not crying. Mm. <laughs> so it's also weighing up how you want to feel because this time last year we were frazzled. Yeah, and that, that I think has been one of the biggest learnings from this launch. One of the biggest things that I've been thinking about throughout launch and taking from it is how different it feels my mindset is. You know, with previous, if you, if you take the one from this time last year, right, we ended on, I think, 80 spaces for the program. And I massively felt like I'd failed. I remember really beating myself up thinking, you know, this is the worst thing ever. I'm an awful business owner. I'm rubbish. Because I think up until this point, my mindset has been so always could have done better, always should have done better. You know, anything but a sellout within five minutes is failure. And I've always felt that way about launches. I can have all the evidence in the world and other people can say it's gone great, but I've always seen no, it, you know, it's not good enough. And I think part of that comes from how closely I've always tied the success within the business with my, but even success, what do I actually mean by that? I guess what I'm saying is I yeah. would tie like the numbers to my identity and my worth. And I think this last year, for a number of reasons, lockdown, taking August off again, dealing with the trolls, creating more space for personal life, therapy, like all of those things have helped me to kind of untie the two a little bit. And I was just amazed throughout launch about how okay and chill I was at how it was going. Like for the first time ever, and I've talked about this over on Instagram, we didn't sell any spaces on day one of launch. And that like, I'm not being arrogant in any way. Like that is, we've never, ever had that. Day one is always massive for us. It's our best day. Yeah. Yeah. So what we usually do after each launch is that I will create a little line chart that goes alongside what spaces we sold and what promotion we did so that we can see the correlation Mm. and that we can work out that so we know historically our first day is usually our best day and I think it's even within the first hour actually it's like usually our biggest spike isn't it yeah so it is completely different yeah to not have sold any spaces on the first day but I was completely okay with that. I think for a couple of reasons. First of all, because I went into launch knowing that I was doing a different strategy and I'd be stupid to expect the same result with a different approach. You know, I, my job is helping other people create launch strategies or that's part of my work. And so of course I know, right, with an approach that doesn't have a ton of pre-hype, that isn't really hammering home, launch day is here, you know, that doesn't create that kind of urgency, Of course, there's not going to be a rush because you haven't created the energy for people to rush. 
And so part of it was knowing, yeah, that's the way it's going to be. And I actually went into launch day just thinking, actually, whatever happens today, it's all right, because I've got no clue what's going to happen. So I can't be tying anything to this result if I can't expect any kind of result. And that's a mindset I've really struggled to take on before. I think I've always lied to myself. I've been like, whatever happens, it's okay. In the back of my head thinking, if this fails, I'm going to cry myself to sleep tonight. But I actually was okay with it. And don't get me wrong, there was moments where I was a little bit like, oh, damn it. I had hoped that it would be Mm. easier, but I'm interested to see where this lesson goes. And yeah, I think my, my overarching conclusion from this launch, just circling back to your question, is that like I'm so, so happy with it because it was the biggest the launch could have been without me sacrificing on something that I wasn't comfortable sacrificing with. And I guess I reflect on previous launches where we have massively pushed and I can see sacrifices that I'm not happy with. You know, times where my physical or my mental health has taken a hit, where I've not prioritized my hobbies or seeing friends. This was a launch where I think I was holding at equal measure how the launch went for the business, but also how the launch went for me personally. And I guess even diving into how the launch went for the business, like also prioritizing the right people being in the program and people making really informed and really consensual decisions. Like I wonder with previous launches, because there's been so much energy and hype behind them, have they always had the right people in them? Because perhaps there's been too much energy above the clarity of message. and. I I look at the the people that are in this program and I think, well, you are the exact right people for it. It's going to have an amazing impact on you and your businesses. And sure, financially, it's always nice to have more numbers, but actually the business is at a point where I would way rather we have the right impact on the right people than we double our revenue. And I genuinely mean that, you know, we're at a point where we are paying everyone's salaries and manage, you know, paying tax and putting a bit aside for profit. And although I kind of hear myself say this and think, flip, this is a real mindset change. Like I'm okay with the business staying here financially for a little while, because actually I'd rather prioritize impact, sustainability and my enjoyment and your enjoyment as well, of course, everyone who's involved. I think you've grown as a person, Alice. Look at this. I think so. Bit of personal development. So yeah, it was a, a lower result than what I've had before, but I don't feel bad about that in any way because I can see why it was lower. Like as much as I do say, you know, this launch went as well as I think it could have, that's also because I didn't really think very <laughs> intentionally about the timing of this launch and how I was going to plan for it. Doing a launch the week after coming back from a month off or the week I came back, it was the day I came back, I had one day of launch prep and then we were into launch on Tuesday, the 7th of September. Like that was an awful decision on my part (laughs) because I was in at the deep end with client work. And as it should be, my priority is always people who are currently within the business. I will service the people that are within the business, clients and students, before I even think about getting more people in. And so there was a lot of moments throughout launch where I was like, oh, damn it. Like I, I should be putting a bit more content out there. I should be spending more time nurturing this. I should be spending more time on this launch strategy. But because I've not planned in advance and things are so full on right now, I can't do any more. And that was something I kept concluding throughout launch is like, yes, I should be doing more, but I can't do more. And so that's just something for me to sit with and not beat myself up for, but 
think about when I do timings and planning for next time. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, maybe in the future, we're at a place where we need to just start cherry picking, like we need some elements from that launch and some elements from that launch. Because now, okay, we're in a place where we both feel relaxed and happy. But in in a few months time, you might say, okay, I am ready to like give it a bit more of a push. Yeah, I definitely conclude from this launch that I, I would like to have pushed it a little bit more. I definitely under did it in terms of the content plan but that's not that's not something that I could have done anything about once we were in the thick of it I I didn't have the time and I didn't have the energy and so yeah I, I don't look at this launch and think yep let's replicate this every time but definitely the way this launch felt and the way I like I don't feel drained this week I feel really relaxed I feel really energized I didn't sacrifice on you know no clients were dropped because launch was full on like I'm really proud of so many of the things within this launch I think like you said it's now going right how do we always take a bit of what we had before I do miss the kind of hype and the energy I think that's something I want to bring back in but in a way that is sustainable on both sides do you think as well it helped that you were away whilst this launch was happening so you weren't like in your workspace and you were with your family you probably had that really nice balance of work and life. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I was confronted with like, well, what do you want to prioritize? Like you can sit here. I had one day whilst we were away where I stayed at the cottage and did client calls, but I could have very easily spent a couple more days, you know, planning out more content, sending out more emails. Would that have brought in more results? I'm sure of it because that's how launch works. You speak louder and clearer, people listen and take action but I wasn't comfortable with what I would be trading that off with. And it was actually, I think, quite helpful to see in front of me that those priorities and those choices that I could make. And yeah, being in a different environment, having people around me, that always makes launch easier as well. And I'd say a big thing that made this launch easy to deal with in that it didn't get the result that I'd wanted or predicted or hoped for was that I knew it was nothing to do with the program or myself. And I think that's something... I've always struggled to not conclude before, you know, if a launch doesn't go how I expected, which is pretty much every launch, because I always expect it's going to sell out within five minutes. My conclusion is often, well, people hate me. The program's awful. I'm not impactful. People don't like what I do. I take it so personally. But I think because this is a program that has had such incredible feedback and testimonials and case studies from it, And I think I've done a lot of work over the last year of finding like internal identity rather than relying on that external validation. My conclusion couldn't be anything other than, well, the launch strategy was just different. I knew it Mm -hmm. wasn't a a problem with the program. I knew it wasn't a problem with my offering because I've, I feel like I've really kind of stepped into my zone of genius over the last year. And I've seen evidence that that, that that works. And actually that was really helpful to have because then I could just conclude, okay, yeah, it's just the launch strategy itself. And you know what? I'd, in a way, easier said than done, but would rather it don't didn't go how I expected so I could take so many learnings from it than it go how I expected. You know, I, no doubt we could have replicated this time last year's launch. But like I said, we would have got the exact same lessons from it. And what's the point in a lesson if you don't, you know, incorporate it moving forwards? But good to practice what I preach. 
And lots of moments where I was like, shite, this is what my clients deal with. And I now have a lot more empathy for them. Not that I've (laughs) never had challenges with the launch, but it's good to have a launch where like no one buys on day one and you have to lean into it and you have to find your own energy and keep going with it. And I think all of that is really helpful. So if the purpose of this launch wasn't actually about massively scaling income, but it was about me having more empathy and understanding when people go through this, it having a great impact on the people that are in and us learning a lot about the opposite end of the spectrum of launching. I mean, that's a huge success to me. That's more learnings than I think we've ever taken from a launch. Yeah, so true. So true. And then did you want to just speak a little bit about, um, you touched on before how it's such a different landscape Mm. now to 12 months ago? Because I think that's a really interesting factor. Yeah, and I'd be interested. I always like to hear your perspective on stuff like this, Em. I feel like you're observant and wise and always notice things. (laughs) And yeah, I do wonder how much circumstance and timing has a role to play. I'm always careful with launches not to conclude that too much. If something hasn't gone how you've expected, I think it can be easy to be like, oh, you know, it's just the time of year. It's this and it's like, okay, let's not, you know, completely mitigate the role that our actions had to play. Um, (laughs) I I guess where this thought comes from is when I think back, like I mentioned earlier, to our first ever launch in December, pretty much two years ago to this date, And I compare how launches have gone since then and how the industry has changed. You know, back then, online learning wasn't really a thing. I think aside from like the big Americans, not many people had online courses or programs. It wasn't a very, quote unquote, saturated market. I think people were very hungry for that kind of expertise delivered in that way. And I think it was an easier sell because of it. And if I compare 2019, you know, that time, two years ago to now, it's a very different market now. And don't get me wrong, I love where the industry is. I love where it's going. Obviously, I have a massive role to play in the growth in this space because we're we're part of that growth. And we work with businesses a lot of time that are in the space as well. So it's in no way me feeling resentful or annoyed at it, but it's just interesting to notice how things have shifted and whether online learning and launches are becoming... I don't know. Is it is it a bit overdone now? And as a result, you've got to fight. And I hate using that word, but you've got to fight more for attention and to make noise. I guess the question I would then ask us within the business is how how much are we willing to put in to get the same results if the industry is getting harder to show up within? Yeah. I also wonder if people's appetites are now moving towards in-person right because we've had to we've had to do everything online pre-pandemic to have the option of doing something online that's nice yeah great I can do it from my house Mm. but now do you just feel I don't want to do anything in my house do you actually go and spend a day face-to-face with people is that like the best thing you can think of right now yeah I mean that's what we've been talking about recently isn't it I called you this time last week, still in like the, the early days of launch. And I was like, and this isn't, I think I already knew at that point, okay, this isn't going. Oh, also I didn't tell you, but um, when on the first day, when uh, no spaces were um, reserved, I wondered if Squarespace was broken. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And I mean, that just tells you how it. like unexpected that result is. 
Yeah, and I just kept thinking, I must be looking at the wrong thing. And then I'd go to Flowdesk and I thought, oh, I don't know. And I, I was like, I'm not going to message Alice. I'm clearly looking in the wrong place. That's so funny. But yeah, I was a bit confused. Yes, yeah, it was a, it was a, <laughs> yeah, it was such a bizarre day. But I just can't get over how chilled I was and still am about it. I've like, That's honestly, good. back to the in-person thing I completely agree and obviously that's something we've been talking about over this last week is okay if it you know and I don't want to freak people out here I don't think this is the end of online learning but we're a quick moving industry things evolve fast and I'm interested to see I think I'd say watch this space in the next few weeks we'll be launching something that is in person and I would say at least by mine and Emily's judgment, we had to do some external market research, which we will do before launching it. Um, it feels more like what people are craving and wanting right now. I'm interested to see how that goes down because that definitely excites me more as well. And I mean, I've always said yeah. in the business, like if something doesn't excite me, why are we doing it? Not because the business is all about me, but because if I don't feel excited, I'm not going to put in my best and then people aren't going to get the best from it. So actually, we are slightly scrapping any kind of outline that we did have for the rest of this year in terms of programs and trying something a little bit different, a very different, actually. We've never done an offering like this. But yeah, I think that's an interesting conversation to start. And I don't think we at all know much about it. I'm just interested. And I'm having a lot of conversations with kind of friends and other people in the industry behind the scenes, I think, along a similar vein of like, it feels different. Why do we think that is? And what impact do we think that's going to make? And you're always saying, aren't you, Em? Like, what's going to be the next thing? Like courses and programs. I think we came in at the perfect time two years ago with that. Is it time for another evolution? If so, what is that evolution going to look like? I I think it's going to be DVDs. (laughs) (laughs) Start sending out cassettes. Yes. Interesting. VHS. old schooler. We shall see. But yeah, I'd say, I mean, we've kind of talked through them, but lots and lots of learnings from this launch. Here's the thing, Alice. So now that you've gone through this, yeah. what would you say to someone day one, they haven't sold anything yet? What's what's your piece of advice for them? Go in it with a mindset of what can I learn from this? And f- please, 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 please do not stop on day one. Say it to clients a lot, like as tempting as it might be, as much as you might think, you've figured out whether this this strategy is good or not. If you don't finish a strategy, you're not in a position to judge its success. As tempting as it was, and I was tempted to pull the plug on day one, I knew I couldn't. Because if I'd pulled the plug on day one, even though my predictions on day one were pretty true to what my end conclusion was, I wouldn't have been able to, with my chest, say, yeah, this is how that strategy went. Because I'd always have been thinking, well, what if I hadn't stopped on day one. I didn't actually finish the plan. So how am I meant to judge whether the plan worked or not? So I'd say follow through with what you've planned out and go into it with a mindset of what can I learn from this? And as as hard as I know it is, it's a constant choice to step into this mindset. See it that you're either going to get the result that you want or the lesson that you need. And you're likely going to get a blend of the two. And actually in business, it's the lessons that are more valuable than the results. And I like... It's all right if you feel a bit low. There were moments where I was like, damn, this is disappointing and frustrating. And I haven't actually shared this. I so nearly 
I was really close on day two. I drove up to the Lake District and we still hadn't sold any by like midday. And I was like, right, when I get to the Lake District, I'm going to speak to my parents who are just like my forever business coaches. I was like, I'm going to speak to them and speak to them about stopping it because I just don't think this is worth the time and energy. Arrived in the Lake District and six spaces had been sold. Oh, amazing. And I was like, okay, right. Guess I'm carrying on with this Okay, so what happened in those three hours? That was when the bonus one-to-one was running out, which I think played a role, a big role. Yeah, good to know. Yeah. Good to know. That's a hard thing. Like those strategies that create like a bit of urgency and scarcity, they do work and they're not all bad. Like I get that they can be done in a really icky way, but but yeah, they, they do nudge people to take action. So I'm kind of interested to see next launch. Like how do we bring in bring back in a bit more of the kind of hype and energy, but still in a way that feels really good and doesn't drain me and doesn't feel like it's, you know, creating more energy than it is clear messaging. Because that's something that I think went really well with this launch. The messaging was really clear. There's no one in this program when I look at what they filled out on their form that I think it's not a right fit for. And I'm really, really proud of that. So now how do we just have more of those right people in there? would be my question for us as we do another launch. So there we have it. Any final there thoughts from you, Anne? No, I think, like you said, I just think it's been really interesting and I'm so, so pleased to hear that you aren't upset, disappointed, spiralling or anything like that. I'm glad that you actually just feel happy and content with yeah. it. Yeah. Because I think my whole thing is like, We've just got to find the middle ground. Yeah. Um, that's that's what a lot of everything is, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's just always finding like a balance. Yeah. It. And it's actually I I'm it's quite nice that not all of the conclusions are like, yeah, I tried everything I could and it didn't work. There are so many things I think, well, I didn't really do that as well as I could have. That didn't go how planned. You know, I didn't even follow through with that strategy or part of it. And so yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think I can look at it in a very objective way. But yeah, it's just so interesting. Such a different mindset. Not not a way that I've ever managed to fully see a launch as before, or at least before it's been a real chore to choose this mindset. It's felt so anti what I'm wanting to think and feel. Whereas actually this just felt really right. And my only disappointment and sadness is that I, I know the program is really impactful and I wish that it could impact more people. But you know what, if the people that are in it are the right people for it, I'm showing up for those people. And that's something my dad said to me as well. When I said to him, ah, when I turned up here, I was going to tell you, I was going to cancel launch and get your thoughts on it. But six people have just signed up. I then went, oh, but like, what if it's just six? And he just said, you just... Oh, no. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? I know. Just at my mindset. (laughs) Because you were like, yeah, you were sad that you didn't have any. And then you got six, which is amazing. But then you're like, oh, but it's only uh-huh. six. And it so quickly goes to that next step. Yeah. And then my dad said to me, he said, Alice, you show up for the one. Like you show up for yeah. one person. This isn't, you're not speaking to a crowd. You don't need a room full of people. You need one person who is right for it. Yeah. And I was like, that is such, and I think uh, that's a real like, damn, I'm dangerously I think begun to slip away from that mindset and did begin to see it as these big numbers you know oh we want a hundred people in it and it's like well first of all why and second of all it's not about the big numbers it's about the impact and I'd rather it be for 10 than for 100 
and to really show up for those people. 100%. I hope this has been somewhat interesting. And I guess we will return on our thoughts and feelings around the how is the industry kind of changing and evolving conversation. So I think that's something we all, we're definitely experimenting with it over the next few weeks. So watch this space. <laughs> I think it'll be interesting. And hopefully we'll get to be uh, meeting lots of new people very soon. New friends. That's what Emily says. Every time anyone signs up for anything, Em just goes, new friends. New friends. <laughs> She's in it for the mates. Right. Three years in, still looking <laughs> for new friends. <laughs> you just start saying four years in now. I'll just keep exaggerating. Also, the podcast is back. We kind of went on a bit of a break whilst, I mean, that was another thing that got dropped during launch because I was trying to launch and look after clients and not die. So subscribe. Leave a review. I never tell people to leave reviews. Maybe people... Do we ever check the reviews? Uh, I've not looked at your reviews in a while. Wow. Right. Add that to your to-do list, please. Right. We'll be back in your ears. I mean, not we. And we'll be back at some point. I'll be back in your ears next week. Come and let me know over on Instagram what you think of this episode. Does anything surprise you, interest you? Have you got any thoughts or feelings? I would love to hear. And I'll let you round us off with some final, final words. Uh, we have 86 five-star ratings. Shut up! The last review was September 2020. <laughs> so if someone has enjoyed anything over <laughs> the last nine months and you've got a second, do add a little review there because that will make us very happy. Oh, damn it. I got really excited when you said 86 and then you said not since a year. All right, guys, come and review. Do you know what, Em, though? We need to practice what we preach. We should go and review some podcasts today that we like. Treat others as you would like to be treated. Amen. Bye. Bye.